0: Hello, Knowledge Seekers. In this episode of 20-Minute Books, we dive into Social by Matthew Lieberman, a renowned psychologist whose insightful journey through neuroscientific research illuminates the intrinsic human need for connection. This book, anchored in the groundbreaking work conducted in Lieberman's UCLA lab, explores how evolution has shaped our social interactions and uncovers the significance of social connections as a driving force in our lives. With Lieberman's expertise, recognized through prestigious awards like the American Psychological Association's Distinguished Scientific Award for Early Career Contribution to Psychology, social stands as a compelling read for team members, individuals grappling with the complexities of emotional pain, and enthusiasts in the field of psychology. Join us as we unravel the essence of our social nature through the lens of cutting-edge science. Social. Why our brains are wired to connect. Introduction. Discover the power of social connections. Have you ever pondered what truly defines you as an individual? If you've considered your personal set of preferences, ideas, and desires, the self, as the cornerstone of your identity, you're not alone. But is this perspective the whole picture? Daniel Lieberman, a prominent psychologist, challenges this notion in his insightful work, Social. With an impressive arsenal of research including functional magnetic resonance imaging, or fMRI scans, and cutting-edge neuroscientific evidence, Lieberman presents a compelling argument that at our core, it's our social nature that truly shapes us, both genetically and culturally. This groundbreaking discussion embarks on a journey to uncover the essence of human sociality. Lieberman introduces us to the fascinating idea that our innate yearning to connect with others, our drive to engage and not be solitary entities, is embedded in our very makeup from the moment we enter the world. This connection with others isn't just a pleasant add-on to our lives. It's fundamental to our development and well-being. The ability to navigate social landscapes, to intuit and understand the thoughts and intentions of others, stands out as a critical skill that we begin honing at an early age. But Lieberman doesn't stop there. He explores the profound implications this has on our quest for happiness and success, reaching insights that might surprise you. Did you know that investing time in volunteering at a local charity could potentially bring you more joy than receiving a salary increase? Or ponder the significance of learning to read the minds of those around us, understanding their intentions and desires. How does this skill shape our interactions and relationships? And consider the value of self-restraint, a social skill of immense importance according to Lieberman's research. These fascinating inquiries and discoveries underscore a fundamental truth. Our connections with others are not just a part of our lives, they are the very fabric of our existence. By delving into the essential role of sociality in defining who we are and driving our happiness and success, social invites us to reevaluate the importance of our relationships and interactions. This exploration not only enlightens us on the scientific underpinnings of our social nature, but also guides us toward fulfilling and enriching lives centered around meaningful connections. Part 1. Unlocking the Mystery. Our Brain's Fascination with Social Life. Ever wonder what goes on in your brain during those moments of idleness, when you're not focused on a specific task or activity? A groundbreaking study in 1997 by Gordon Shulman and his team from Washington University shed light on this mystery revealing the brain's default network. This revelation opened a window into understanding why our minds seem to light up when we take a step back from the hustle and bustle of everyday tasks. The intrigue lies in the discovery that during these periods of rest, our brains are anything but idle. Instead, they dive deep into the world of social contemplation. This phenomenon, known as social cognition, points to our brains having an innate passion for thinking about social connections, relationships, and our place within society. The research uncovers a fascinating aspect of human nature. We are built with a cognitive tool specifically designed for interpreting and pondering over social affairs. This capability, deeply ingrained in our evolutionary makeup, suggests that our default network serves a crucial role it steers us toward reflecting on social interactions during our moments of downtime. Interestingly, this social focus isn't a trait that develops over time. It's present from the very beginning. Studies involving newborn babies have revealed that their default networks are active well before they can engage in conscious thought about their surroundings. This early onset of social cognition highlights how integral social interaction is to our development and daily lives but just how much of our time is consumed by thoughts of social interaction a study published in the journal human nature in 1997 provides some insight about 70 percent of our conversations revolve around social topics when you consider that our default networks might be active for a fifth of our waking hours equating to roughly three hours a day it becomes clear how deeply social thinking is embedded in our daily existence. To appreciate the depth of these findings, let's consider Malcolm Gladwell's assertion from Outliers, where he posits that it takes 10,000 hours of practice to achieve mastery in a field. By this measure, given the time our brains devote to social contemplation, we all become masters of social understanding by the tender age of 10. This underscores not only the profound importance of our social nature, but also the intricate ways in which our brains are designed to navigate and thrive within the complex tapestry of human relationships. Part two, the deep connection between our social bonds and emotional pain. The human brain, while a marvel of complexity and innovation, starts its journey in a remarkably unfinished state. This initial malleability is crucial as a fully developed brain at birth would make childbirth an even more Herculean task. However, this nascent state of our brains underlines a profound human vulnerability and a critical need, a social one. From the moment we're born, our survival hinges on more than just the essentials of food and water. We require the nurturing presence of another human being to thrive. The importance of social bonds in our early development is underscored by our built-in mechanisms For maintaining these crucial connections, an infant, inherently unable to care for itself, possesses a powerful tool to ensure it remains close to its caregiver crying. This response is not merely a signal of immediate distress, such as hunger or discomfort, but an alarm system that activates at the threat of social disconnection. Drawing from the work of psychologist John Bowlby in the 1950s, we see that humans are equipped with an innate system designed to assess the proximity of our caregivers and sound the alarm when that vital closeness is jeopardized. This phenomenon highlights how deeply social our needs are, woven into the very fabric of our being. As adults, we're attuned to these alarms, finding the sound of a crying child deeply unsettling. This innate reaction propels us to act, to alleviate the distress and re-establish the social connection illustrating the fundamental nature of our need for social bonds. But it's not just in our earliest years that we experience the intensity of social needs. They follow us into adulthood, manifesting in what is known as social pain. This connection was demonstrated in a striking study conducted by psychologist Matthew Lieberman and his colleague in 2001. Through an fMRI-based experiment involving a seemingly innocuous video game called Cyberball, Where participants experienced exclusion from the game, they tapped into profound feelings of sadness and anger. The avatars in the game, unbeknownst to the participants, were programmed to exclude them after a certain period, mimicking a real-life scenario of social rejection. The emotional responses elicited from this exclusion were then mapped onto brain activity, revealing that the brain processed social pain with remarkable similarity to physical pain. Both types of pain activated the brain's dorsal anterior cingulate cortex, or DAC, underscoring that our brains don't differentiate much between being hit in the elbow and encountering a social snub. This groundbreaking insight into how our brains perceive and react to social pain illuminates the primal importance of social connections in our lives. It confirms that our social needs are not just a superficial layer of human desire, but are as critical to our psychological well-being as our physical safety and security. Our brains, in their wisdom, remind us that to be human is to be inherently social, urging us to nurture and protect our bonds with others as a matter of emotional survival. Part 3. Navigating the Mind's Highways. The Power of Understanding. Others. Imagine a workplace utopia where every team member instinctively grasps your thoughts, predicts your needs, and collaborates with unspoken harmony. While it may sound like a distant dream, this intuitive connection is not far from the reality of human interaction, thanks to our brain's remarkable design. At the heart of our social interactions lies an incredible ability to read and understand the intentions and feelings behind others' actions a phenomenon known as theory of mind. This capability isn't just a party trick, it's a fundamental aspect of our social fabric, enabling us to interpret and respond to the world around us with empathy and insight. This skill, called mentalizing when we put it into action, is a constant companion in our daily lives. Consider the straightforward act of signaling a bus driver to stop, without exchanging a single word, you communicate your intention through a gesture, and the driver, interpreting your action, understands your request. This seamless exchange is a testament to the human brain's capacity to perceive and interpret the actions of others as guided by thoughtful intentions. Our propensity to search for underlying motives and intentions extends beyond human interactions. We are so attuned to this quest for understanding that we often attribute human-like intentions to inanimate objects. Austrian psychologist Fritz Haider illustrated this beautifully with an experiment involving an animated clip featuring geometric shapes. Participants, observing the movements of triangles and a circle, concocted narratives filled with emotions and intentions such as one shape bullying another or two shapes engaging in a flirtatious dance. This exercise underscores our innate drive to imbue our surroundings with social meaning, searching for minds at work in every scenario. However, the sophistication of mentalizing doesn't come installed out of the box. It develops and matures over time. The Sally Ann Task, a pivotal experiment from the 1980s, highlights this developmental trajectory. In this study, young children watched a skit involving two dolls, Sally and Anne, and a marble that gets moved from its original location. When asked where Sally would look for her marble upon returning, three-year-olds failed to differentiate between their own knowledge and Sally's perspective. In contrast, five-year-olds demonstrated a refined ability to mentalize, correctly predicting Sally's actions based on her presumed understanding of the events. This journey from egocentric interpretations to a nuanced grasp of others' perspectives underscores the evolutionary advantage of mentalizing. As we grow, our enhanced ability to navigate the complex web of human intentions and feelings not only aids in our personal and professional relationships, but fosters a societal environment where empathy and understanding flourish. Our brain's intricate wiring for social interaction Empowers us to connect and thrive in a world where the unseen currents of thought and emotion guide our collective journey. Part four, the social mirror, how our sense of self reflects and adapts to society. Often we envision our sense of self as a sacred inner sanctum where our deepest thoughts, desires, and the essence of who we are reside in seclusion. This introspective view suggests that exploring these depths. Is key to understanding our true desires and carving a path in life. However, this conventional idea might not capture the whole picture of what the self truly encompasses. In an intriguing twist, it turns out the concept of self is more of a social chameleon than a secluded hermit. It acts as a conduit, subtly merging the societal fabric with our personal identity. Consider this certain beliefs, such as, blue is for boys and pink is for girls, seem inherent to our personal makeup, yet they are actually constructs of societal conditioning. This belief, despite feeling intuitively right to many, is a stark transformation from early 20th century norms where the color assignments were reversed. This switch wasn't the result of widespread individual contemplation and choice, but rather a collective unconscious shift towards a new societal consensus. This phenomenon reveals a profound truth about human social behavior. It's largely automatic and governed by unseen forces within our brains, often bypassing our conscious awareness. The core of this automatic social navigation resides in the dorsomedial prefrontal cortex, or MPFC, a neural crossroads that lights up when we're reflecting on ourselves or contemplating others' perceptions of us. This brain region acts as a neural conduit, facilitating the transfer of societal values and beliefs that shape our personal identities and decisions. A compelling demonstration of the MPFC's role emerged from a 2010 study by psychologist Matthew Lieberman and a colleague focusing on the behavior of UCLA undergraduates regarding sunscreen usage. Participants were first surveyed about their sunscreen habits before being exposed to a pro-sunscreen infomercial while connected to an fMRI scanner. Although their stated intentions to use sunscreen varied, follow-up analysis showed little correlation between these stated intentions and actual behavior. However, a key insight was gleaned from the brain imaging data. Students whose MPFCs showed heightened activity while viewing the infomercial were significantly more likely to increase their sunscreen use subsequently. This finding underscores the profound influence of societal input on individual behavior, mediated through the subconscious workings of our brains. By understanding the MPFC's pivotal role in blending societal norms and personal identity, we gain insight into how our sense of self serves not as an isolated fortress, but as a bridge connecting us to the broader social landscape. Our beliefs and behaviors far from being solely the product of individual deliberation, are deeply intertwined with the collective consciousness shaped by and adapting to the societal currents that surround us. This intricate dance between the individual and society showcases the adaptability of the human spirit and the complex interplay that defines our existence. Part 5. Self-Control, the Invisible Glue of Social Cohesion Imagine a room full of preschoolers, each faced with a tantalizing challenge. Eat one marshmallow now, or wait a bit and receive two. This is the setup of the iconic marshmallow test conducted by psychologist Walter Mischel in the 1970s, a test that has since become synonymous with the study of self-control and its long-term implications. Surprisingly, fewer than a third of the participants Demonstrated the ability to delay gratification. This choice, seemingly trivial at the moment, had far reaching consequences. Those who waited were later found to score higher on SATs, enjoy better health, and earn more income. This experiment underscores the profound impact of self control, not just on individual success, but on the fabric of society itself. But there's an interesting twist to the narrative of self control it's not just an innate trait, but can be significantly influenced by our social environment. The concept of the panopticon, introduced by English philosopher Jeremy Bentham, illustrates this beautifully. Designed as a building where every individual could potentially be observed from a central tower, the panopticon embodies the power of perceived observation. Even without the certainty of being watched, the mere possibility of observation was theorized to promote self-discipline and adherence to social norms. This principle has found resonance in real-world settings, too. Studies have shown that simply placing posters of human eyes in a cafeteria can significantly reduce littering. This brings us to an important realization. Self-control extends beyond personal benefits, playing a crucial role in social harmony and collective well-being. Consider the example of smoking, while the immediate gratification of nicotine might tempt the individual smoker, society bears the costs of health care, lost productivity, and other indirect impacts. From this perspective, the individual's exercise of self-control, such as quitting smoking, not only benefits their own long-term health but also alleviates societal burdens. The principles underpinning the marshmallow test and the panopticon experiment highlight a critical aspect of human sociology. Our actions and choices, governed by self-control, ripple through society, influencing collective behavior and societal norms. This interplay between individual decision-making and social expectations underscores the dual nature of self-control. It's a personal asset that shapes individual futures and a societal necessity that underpins social cohesion and progress. In essence, self-control serves as the invisible glue that binds individual aspirations with societal expectations, fostering an environment where both can thrive. By nurturing this trait within ourselves and recognizing its value in the broader social context, we contribute to a more harmonious, productive, and healthier society. Part six, the social currency of happiness and success. In the relentless pursuit of happiness and success, Society has often equated wealth with ultimate satisfaction, yet time and again we find that the adage, money can't buy happiness, holds a profound truth. If financial abundance isn't the sole key to fulfilment, then what is? The answer lies in the underestimated power of social connections and incentives, a treasure trove of contentment and productivity that extends beyond the material realm economists have long recognized the significance of social factors in determining our overall well-being. Research consistently highlights the positive impact of marriage, community involvement, and altruistic activities on our happiness. For instance, a groundbreaking study in 2008 drew a startling comparison. The boost in subjective well-being from volunteering once a week equated to the happiness derived from an income jump from $20,000 to $75,000 annually this stark illustration underscores the immense value of social interactions and the joy they can bring into our lives. Yet, despite the clear benefits, societal trends point towards a decline in such meaningful social engagement. A survey that first took place in 1985 revealed a significant decrease in people having important conversations over the years, with many reporting a lack of deep or meaningful discussions in 2004, compared to the decade prior, this worrying trend highlights the growing importance of rekindling our social bonds in an increasingly isolated world. The profound impact of social incentives is not confined to personal life but extends into the workplace, revolutionizing the way we think about motivation and productivity. Despite a widespread corporate reliance on financial rewards, Evidence suggests that social incentives may hold a far more potent influence on employee performance. This was vividly demonstrated in a study reported by economist Ian Larkin, which examined a software vendor's annual award ceremony. The allure of receiving a gold star for outstanding performance proved so motivating that 68% of employees chose to close sales prematurely, sacrificing an average of $27,000 in potential earnings. For the immediate gratification and recognition the award provided. This fascinating insight into human motivation illustrates our innate preference for social recognition over monetary gain. Challenging traditional reward structures within the corporate world, it serves as a poignant reminder that our evolutionary wiring deeply ingrains the value of social connections and recognition, influencing our decisions and behaviors in profound ways. In conclusion, The path to true happiness and success lies not in the pursuit of wealth, but in fostering our social connections and appreciating the intrinsic rewards of social incentives. By acknowledging and embracing the significant role of social factors in our lives, we can unlock a deeper sense of satisfaction and accomplishment, both personally and professionally. Final summary At the core of human survival lie the basics food, water, and shelter. Yet, beyond the threshold of mere existence, lies a realm where true fulfillment resides, anchored deeply in the connections we forge with those around us. This invisible thread that binds us, the essence of social connection, is not merely an addition to our lives, but a fundamental component of our well-being. Our journey through life is intricately interwoven with our ability to connect, understand, and empathize with our fellow humans. The wonder of our evolution has finely tuned our brains for this very purpose, equipping us with the tools to navigate the complex world of social relationships. From the intricate dance of interpreting others' thoughts and emotions to the deep-seated need to belong and be understood, our social nature is embedded in the very fabric of our being. Recognizing the critical role of social connections in our lives is not just an intellectual acknowledgement but a call to action. It challenges us to look beyond our individual desires and needs, to see the value in community, empathy, and genuine connection. In doing so, we not only enrich our own lives, but also contribute to the broader tapestry of human experience, weaving stronger, more compassionate societies. The message is clear. To thrive is to embrace our social selves, to actively seek and nurture those bonds that sustain us emotionally, psychologically, and even physically. Our evolutionary heritage has gifted us with the profound ability to connect with one another, revealing that, at the heart of human success and happiness, lies not in solitary achievements, but in the shared joys and trials of our collective journey. By tapping into this social reservoir, we unlock the door to a more fulfilling, harmonious existence, harnessing the true power of our interconnected lives.